Welcome to the Hell Has an Exit podcast with host Teddy Tarantino. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please find a 12-step meeting. If you're struggling with addiction, depression, anxiety, or your mental health, please call 833-999-1877 to speak to a specialist. Again, the number you can call for help is 833-999-1877 to speak to a specialist. All right, hey guys, welcome to Hell Has an Exit. I'm your host, Teddy Tarantino. Today we have Eugene Henley, Big U in the building. What's going on? What's up, How you bro? doing, bro? I appreciate you. Yeah. You don't sleep for real. No, I don't. That's crazy. How many hours do you sleep you get? Um, probably most, most, I don't know, hours of sleep is kind of like, that's a kind of uh-huh. funny question. Why? You get minutes of sleep? I get minutes of sleep because I'm dozing off. Like I uh-huh. sleep in the car. Really? Like, if I'm headed to a destination, boom, uh-huh. I'll be sleeping. You're always like that? I think I always, because my kids are like that. They don't like, sleep? <laughs> well, I, I don't, they sleep, they sleep, but no they matter what, they fall asleep in the car. Really? Okay, so they and, fall asleep in the car. And they wake up. So yeah. I guess it's like the moving the car, but they're up. Do you I take naps? Is that it? I take doses. Doses? We don't use that word. Okay. You're right, you're right. Quote and unquote, man. Mm-hmm. But that's a different conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah I doze off, man. I'm, I'm pretty much I'm up. I get a, I get, I doze off, get a little rest, and then I'm back uh-huh. up, pop. I'll be popping. That's crazy. Um, let me ask you something. So, for people that don't know or seeing you for the first time, can you give us like a little background? Who you are? What you do? Um, I'm a South Central LA, like most, like most people. Um, uh, had a rough past. Did a lot of different things, mm-hmm. um, multiple times, multiple stints, running with the law, um, did some time. Um, pretty much a stickler from LA, like, mm-hmm. you know, um, street name. Yeah. Um, Let me ask LA. you something. What was, can you, like, you know, real quick, just talking about like, what your childhood was like growing up? Growing up, uh, I'm the quintessential of the LA story, mm-hmm. you know. Single, single parent, my mother, um, brothers and sisters, four and five, um, got in the game life early, mm-hmm. started getting in trouble, going through school, doing What do you school. think it is about like the gang life that's so attractive to young men? It's kind of different. Like, it's, it's, it's some instances in LA, mm-hmm. it's not even about attraction. Sometimes you get forced into it. Yeah. Sometimes you um, you are affiliated by your residence. Like yeah. you live on a certain street. So uh-huh. um, in a lot of cases, it's not really an attraction. It's kind of like a duty. Gotcha. It's almost like you're going, it's a birthright. Wow. And then in this newer generation, um, you're born into it. Like if you big you, then you big you son. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and you get that name and it kind of follows you. Mm-hmm. So in, a, in this era, is kind of inherited now. Gotcha. Interesting. Um, so what was growing up like for you? I would say I had fun. Yeah. I can't really say, I can't really say I had a bad life because mm-hmm. I wouldn't like know a bad what, childhood. a bad life, bad childhood. I wouldn't never knew what the difference of good and bad was. Mm-hmm. Um, so my mother, I didn't know what I didn't have. Let me just gotcha. say that. Gotcha. Until I got older and realized, like, mm-hmm. damn, we was, we was living bad. Yeah. 
So almost yeah, like, a lot of times people don't know they're broke until they get older because like if you have a good childhood or a good parents, you kind yeah. of don't know the difference. Right. And that was kind mm-hmm. of my situation. And um I think I didn't start really like stealing and and robbing until um we got to the point to where I didn't want to carry food stamps no more. Mm-hmm. And I think that happened like uh elementary. Then I started understanding food stamp. We get mm-hmm. to school, we the only ones got food stamp. Yeah. And everybody else got money. You're like, yeah. damn. So mm-hmm. I was kind of like the kid who who, who turned lemon, lemon is, lemonade. Lemons I was that lemonade. kid. Yeah, yeah, I was that kid. I had got smart um, and I started trading, mm-hmm. selling people food stamps okay. for cash. Smart. And then I reversed it and started buying food stamps and, then selling them for cash. and selling them for cash. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like, I got into a business that it kind of happened by happenstance. Mm-hmm. And so going through elementary, I used to have, I would buy food stamps. Wow. And 75, cent, crazy. 75 cent on a dollar. Yeah. And it kind of started with me first selling our food stamps. Mm-hmm. And cause my mother was never on the county. She would just get food stamps. Cause yeah. I would see her trade the food stamps with people. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, that was a pretty good idea. Cause so. Yeah, so now you can use them for other stuff. And I would get, yeah. And I was basically, my mother was like, Telling my aunties like that boy got a bunch of food stamps, and I would just try to get the books uh-huh. and find a way to try to tape the, try to get them back, and I would tell mm-hmm. people, "Give me the whole book with the food stamps still in the book." Because gotcha. you too young to remember that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, if you remember it. But the other people who's close to my age is gonna, they were real know. for stamps. It was real in yeah. the stamp books. And yeah, most people wanted a full book. Uh-huh. So when I get enough, I would give people. Uh, what I had and give them a little extra to get the full book. And what were you using the money on in elementary school? Man, really, to be honest with you, I don't know what I was using the money on because I was cutting grass. <laughs> I was cutting grass too. I started cutting grass. I had a little lawnmower business. Mm-hmm. And um, what was I using the money on? You bought like comic books, gum. Oh, candy. yeah, yeah, definitely. Comic? We bought comic books. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely bought comic books now. Buy comic yeah. books. Saving them. Um, what comics would you read? I read everything DC. Really? Uh, You're yeah. a DC guy? I was a DC guy. You watch guy. all the movies? All right now. Oh, still that's crazy. Right now. I still, I, one of my business partners is Malcolm Spellman. He's uh-huh. the writer and the creator of the new. Um, oh, really? The, of the new. Um, um, Captain America. I saw you wearing uh, Dragon Ball Z socks today. I wear all that, man. I, I <laughs> yeah, you had one Dragon Ball Z and one Little Mermaid. <laughs> right? I noticed that. I was, yeah. like, I was like, where you get these socks from? Yeah. I, I, I make I those. Do you watch Dragon company. Ball Z? No, I watch Oh, okay. I was going to say. But I know the characters because I know the kids. Okay. I've been coaching. Oh, I've coached some of the kids. kids. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and in coaching, uh-huh. you have to be able to communicate with the kids. Gotcha. So I can say when I certain plays, uh-huh. it'll be this Dragon Ball Z play. One oh, play wow. be a, really? Yeah, because they'll catch that. Because they'll remember that. They'll remember that fast than me tell I wish them. I had you as a football coach. Yeah, because yeah, if I was you say stuff stuck. that they can relate to, wow. they'll catch it. Like, they'll never miss the so Dragon Ball Z So you'll be like, yo, play. this is a Dragon Ball Z play? I can call Dragon Ball Z. I can wow. call whatever have you. And they'll uh-huh. know that because they can relate to that. Oh, that's cool. And and so it's like, just mm-hmm. when you're coaching, you kind of got to meet the kids where they mm-hmm. are. What got you into coaching? But this time, when I paroled, I had just did 13 years in prison mm-hmm. um, for robberies and all yeah. kind of stuff. Uh, I left in 1991, and then I came back in 2004. Mm-hmm. My youngest son, Dayan, who just made it to the um, yeah, congratulations, there you go, the charges. 
LA Chargers. Los Angeles Chargers. I came home, my youngest son was, was um, four. My oldest son, mm-hmm. he was 14. My middle son would have been about 11. Dayon was 14 or he was no, four? No, Dayon was four. Four, Mike wow. was my oldest son, would have been 13 or 14. Uh-huh. And then Jabari would have been my 10. Okay. So they were all playing football. All of them? All of them. W- what was it about them playing football that was important to you? Well, structure. Okay. Um, like I said, I left in 1991. When by Were the time you playing I came sports home, as a kid? Yeah, I played. For, I, played. Okay. I tore my knee up playing at Crutcher High School. Mm-hmm. I had a button. I got a uh, zipper all the way down Wow, here. so that high school we went to today this is the I high school you went to? I played football, yep. Oh, that's played crazy. That's I played crazy. And all your sons went there too? No, the oldest one didn't go there. Okay. Both of the other, the but last the other two went, went there. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. The oldest one went to Santa Monica High School. Uh-huh. And uh, he broke all the records of running back up there. Wow. And so, yeah. Um, so when I come home in 2004, um, I'm watching my, my middle, I'm watching my middle son mm-hmm. and I'm at one of his practices and the guys wasn't really instructing him correctly. Mm-hmm. And so when we got to the game, the guy was arguing with my son and the other linebackers and telling them to do stuff they hadn't taught him. Gotcha. So I was at the practice. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks in a row, and, and um, naturally you watching your son and what people mm-hmm. was imparting. Of your course, son. yeah. And so a guy was, and so I was like, "Dang, well, you didn't teach him this part." Like, yeah. So how can you tell him to do the play you never practice? And you tell him what, what yeah. he's supposed to do. And so they assumed I was talking about them, but I was reinforcing what the coach had said mm-hmm. from a point of view of like, like he, he made him teach it to you, but. I think what he meant was this. Gotcha. So they assumed that you were saying, "Oh, he don't." Yeah. Yeah. The coach. And they thought I was talking crazy about the coach, mm-hmm. and so that kind of went one way, and it was a uh, Donnie's guy of truth. Mm-hmm. It was I was coaching my home with Al, and he ended up turning into something different mm-hmm. because the way they thought I was talking to my son. I'm like, look, I'm talking to my son. One, two. I was reinforcing what you said. You know, mm-hmm. and um, you need to learn how to talk to people. Yeah. And then they was already like on this big you thing, and they felt like intimidated. No, they, yeah, they they felt intimidated. So one turned to another thing, and I said, mm-hmm. "Look, let's just go around the other side of the park." Mm-hmm. And then I I asked the other three to like this. Everybody, let's all go over here. Mm-hmm. And then I was the only one came back. Right. Gotcha. And so then uh-huh. my homeboy Al was very upset and, yeah, I would imagine. and they ended up not coming back to coach no more. Really? So I ended up. So then you took it over since then? Yeah, I didn't take it over. They kind of like, he like, you got to coach the team. Wow. So You've been coaching since 2004? Yeah, since 2004. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, wow. Yeah, because they're telling you're over there like six days a week. I am. That's crazy. Six. Seven? Oh, seven seven days, days a week? Like, oh, no, Sunday. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. That's crazy. Was, I mean, every day almost. Yeah, because like, um, it's a lot of dedication because, like, honestly, like I had a good father growing up, but his ass wasn't at no practice seven days a week. You know, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah, wow. I've been doing it like I've been doing it, man. I, Cause like, um, it's like my medicine. Yeah, yeah. You I see I mean? you out there. You're in the zone. Yeah, it's like my yeah. medicine. Yeah, and it's kind of like it's so many different parts. Mm-hmm. You don't sleep like it, like you was there today. Yeah, and you see, I deal with my team. Then mm-hmm. I got to deal with the other team, the fights from this team. Yeah. 
You're fighting yeah. here. It could be a TV it, show. When it, I was watching that, it, it was, was crazy. Yeah. It was before you guys got there. Mm-hmm. It was like several incidents. Wow. Before you guys got there. And are you like like the one who like calms the storm all the time? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. I'm I pretty much the so. one who calms a lot of storms over there. Yeah. You know, because like people and and and, and, and it's, it's it's like baby mama drama. Mm-hmm. And then it's like yeah, so you got all the parents and yeah. I want my son to do this or whatever. You got coaches yelling. Yeah, yeah. We, and that's yeah. always something. Because it's competition. Of course. And, and we're in a different era now. So Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was a lot rougher back then. No, I don't you know. You think it's rougher now? Well, coaching is a lot rougher now. Because the expectation is higher yeah. now. Because No, no, it's, it's, it's rougher to be a coach now. Yeah, I meant like the coaches were rougher on the kids back then, probably. Oh, definitely. Yeah, we used to yeah. hit kids. We used to <laughs> hit kids. Like now we can't hit them. I still hit them though. Uh-huh. Like I still, I still pop kids. I still mm-hmm. hit them. I still hit them on their butt. I still, you of know course. what I mean? Because the yeah. fact of the matter is, if if you have young kids, older kids, you don't have to hit. And then it's about how you hit them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm gonna pop the helmet. Yeah, of hit course. the butt. Yeah. So you know, I played football one year. And we had a guy who would come with a, with a. Uh, a wiffle ball bat, and he would hit you over the head with a wiffle ball bat. Because mm-hmm. hurt you, you or nothing. To, no, he yeah. wouldn't hurt you. You have to, you got to figure like we did on little kids. Yeah, you need to snap them into reality, like boom, because kids, kids do like we used to do. They'll get lost mm-hmm. into it. Yeah, and uh, football is a contact sport. Mm-hmm. It's not like, of course, yeah, it's not like anything golf. else. Yeah. But I'm also a martial arts teacher, though. You do martial arts? Yeah. What do you do? You do Kempo. boxing? You do Kempo? You do Kempo? Yeah, you Kempo, do Nah, I, I, I respect jiu-jitsu to the uh-huh. office. I ain't letting nobody grab me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. But I do Kempo, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I just started doing jiu-jitsu. I've been doing it like a, almost a year. Yeah, nah, yeah, I know. Yeah, cool. I've been doing martial arts since, since um, I was, what, seven, eight? Wow. Yeah, our karate school. How'd you get into that? I didn't know that. You, you did karate too? Uh-huh. I have a karate school. You you have one now? Right now, 119. Oh, that's wild. Yeah, that's that. what I said earlier. I, my first time going back to the school was this morning. Uh-huh. I hadn't been in a while. So this morning, wow. I got to start by getting in there. What is uh, it about martial arts that you like? Everything. Like what? That's my first love. Before like, football? Before, yeah. I never really was good at football uh-huh. at, at, at a young age. Wow. I did martial arts baseball. Really? Baseball, martial arts, and then I played tennis and swimming. Yeah, w- w- but what is it about martial arts that like? The discipline, mm-hmm. the discipline in martial arts, the um, training of the body and the mind, mm-hmm. you know, uh, um, for me, really the calmness of it. Yeah, because for me, it's like um, when you get like a hothead who does like jujitsu or something, like they just get their ass whooped, you know, because it's like in jujitsu, you know, I've happened to me. I went in there, I could bench press 225 a couple of times. I'm a big guy, I could go run 10 miles. And there was girls there, 120 pounds, choking me out. Yeah, but they've been doing jujitsu like eight years. Mm -hmm. And they do it on purpose. I didn't know that, but they're like, oh, you should go with this girl. And they do it to like, to show you the art, you know? Yeah, Yeah, it's crazy. No, I respect any, that part right there. If I Mm -hmm. I respect nothing else, I respect jujitsu, the ability to be able to grab somebody and turn them into a president. Mm -hmm. And I don't have that. Yeah. Because we strike. Yeah, strike. So uh, I'm more strike, kicks, mm-hmm. you know. Your kids do it too? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So that's what makes my, my youngest son so good uh-huh. with his hands and movement. Wow. Uh, and it's just the flow of it. But I've always respected jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I just never, 
I know I wrestled. I yeah. grew up wrestling. Okay. I wrestled in school. Okay. So I wrestled. Yeah, that's happened. So my two different boxing. I boxed and I did mm-hmm. martial arts. That's and so dope. box wrestling, I learned how to wrestle. Mm-hmm. I had one or two years of wrestling okay. when I was at Pomona High School. Wow. And um, so I was totally respected. Mm-hmm. It's just that my discipline, I master. I try to master what I yeah, what course. I'm good at. Yeah. You know what I mean? At my age, man, I ain't mm-hmm. nothing like I used to. <laughs> how old are you now? I'm 56. 56? How about to be 57? You look great. You got good genes. Yeah, well, it's the, it's the, it's the, it's the system. It's martial arts. I see. It's the system. It's martial arts. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know if you know, but like I'm in recovery, and I was on drugs most of my life. So um, when I was on, I was smoking crack when I was 14 years old, and um, horrible drug addict, like uh, no one wanted anything to do with me, pawned everything, sold everything, breaking into houses, like stealing my parents' cars, been arrested multiple times, Baker Acts, all these things. And um, like I got clean and I changed my life when I was like 17. And when I got clean, like at first there was like a lot of people like second guessing it. Like whenever someone changed their life, people are always like, oh, is he really changing his life? Mm -hmm. Like there's always like them skeptic. But like, you know, in addiction, like we have something called like roll lock, which is basically like if someone sees you, like your family does this a lot. Like when they see you one way, no matter how much you change, they like always see you that way, you know. And uh, we got a mutual friend, Milk Tyson. And I, like, like the more I hang out with Milk, like I've known him probably like five years now. And like the more I talk to him and we hang out, I'm like, wow, like we're really similar because like right. he has like this other past and then he's like helping people now. And it's like as an addict, like. That's kind of what you do to get cleans. You got to help other addicts. <coughs> so we both have like this uh, two sides to us, you know? And um, even with him doing what he's doing for so long, helping the kids with cancer, like there's a lot of people who roll lock him into, oh, well, this is what he was like 10 years ago. And, and look at all this and, and all the people that he's friends with still or whatever. And they can't get him out of that box. But it seems what like addicts, people like to see people break out of that box because addiction is like so horrible. But it seems like with you, people like the old you. They do. So people like the old you, and I think that they don't want to see, like, they see, like, the family guy big you that goes to football. Like, they think that's, like, that's not as cool. You know what I mean? No. I, I, you know, I always say when I, um, I'm in the process of trying to decide if I want to do my life story. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's two parts of that. I, I'm live, I live in that moment, right? So... When I when I when I start waking up and start becoming conscious of the decisions I'm making, I'm still stuck in a quagmire because I don't want to sell drugs, I don't want to do this, and I want to go into a different road. So I have to make decisions. So mm-hmm. I have to change the decisions I make. As with an addict, you have to change the decisions mm-hmm. you make. When you start making the change, that decision now mentally, we're struggling with this decision not mm-hmm. to do this, not to do that. But we still was living in the same place. Yeah. So now people are like, oh, eventually he's going to go back. Mm-hmm. Eventually he's going to go back. Eventually he's going to go back. So then there's big you. I'm still big. I'm still <laughs> black. I'm still big you. Mm-hmm. So people get to thinking that he can still always go back to that. Yeah. But here it is. And I always say, like, I'm in the business world. Mm-hmm. People judge me by what I did when I was 12. Yeah. But they don't want to be judged by what they did when they were 12. Yeah. You know what I mean? Obama gets to forget the fact that he smoked weed and did this. Of course. Well, I don't get to forget the fact that I sold weed. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? And whatever I did. Because 
it's, 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 when it says in the eye of the beholder, mm -hmm. people are gonna place you where they wanna place you. And it's, I don't know the terminology you use, but I live with, I deal with it every single day. Yeah, where and people think, still see you as the 20 year old you. But they wanna empower themselves with that also. Yeah. It's an empowerment in the person not able to give you or not wanting to give you that even step. Mm -hmm. Cause now that empowers them to stay one on top of you. Yeah. So if you're going to do a deal now, it's like, man, I remember you used to get high. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, big you, man, I remember you was riding with me. I said, okay, but I've been home longer than I was gone. Exactly. And I've been this guy longer than I was that guy. When you look in the mirror, when you wake up in the morning, do you see yourself, like, do you see like Eugene Henley and Big U as two different people? Or do you see that as the same? No, because I didn't want that. Mm -hmm. When I started studying Islam, Really hard back on for. Um, are you? Are you Muslim? I'm a Muslim, yeah, I'm a Muslim. And uh, so, and when I started getting back on my dean, it was a choice: be called this, be called that. So then I felt I wanted to make a choice to help my people, help my community, mm -hmm. help my homeboys. If I go say, "Call me this, call me that," refer to me, then that means that I moved all the way away from my past, and I'm not identified from my, by my past. Mm -hmm. So the normal person would say, well, if you don't want to be dealt with Big U, then call yourself something else. That would have been easy. I could do that. So gotcha. Refer to me as Hannibal Muhammad. That's my Muslim name. Mm -hmm. Then now, there's Big U's nowhere linked to that. There's mm -hmm. nowhere linked to that. He's Hannibal Muhammad. Go to the door, he's Hannibal Muhammad. Mm -hmm. But that's not like the picture I wanted to paint. The picture I want to paint is to black men, young black men who come from the past I come from. Yeah. That you ain't gotta become Hannibal Muhammad. Mm -hmm. You ain't gotta become this. You can start making the right decisions in your life mm -hmm. and be a picture of where when I was a kid, I did kid things. Yeah. Now I am a man. Changing my name ain't gonna change yeah. who I am. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Call me this. It would though. Cause yeah. then it would send a message. Yeah, it, it would be it would be the easier thing would, to do. Yeah. But at the same time, like, what type of message is that to kids, you know? Right. Yeah. I made bad decisions when yeah, I was younger. Of course. I ran with, with bad people when I was, mm -hmm. and I wasn't, I ran with bad people because I led most of the stuff mm -hmm. that I was into. And I made bad decisions. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I tell people. What is it in, in like, you know, someone's nature that like grows up in poverty and all these things where there are people in your in your community that are, doing the right thing but there's so many people that aren't like like what is it about like that fast life that you wanted to like be a part of like was it like you wanted to like be a part of like like the other guys on the corner was it like you didn't feel like i don't feel even like know okay now i know what you're asking me mm -hmm. but the difference with my neighborhood was it wasn't really like we never seen pimps mm -hmm. we never seen a lot of i never seen nobody with a lot of money until I came home in 1984, mm -hmm. in 80, 85. And when I came back, I was pretty much, we were all the same age. Like we the first generation mm -hmm. of the big drug dealers. Mm -hmm. Like I'm way older than you. And I would have been the picture of the big drug dealers that you grew up listening to. Mm -hmm. When I was younger, it was Tootie Reese. It was Suge uh, on the west side of LA. Yeah. It was Tootie Reese, Suge. It was Bad Habit. It was uh, a couple more. Older dudes, but we didn't see them. Mm. We just heard the names. And so the only thing I really seen coming up was my big homeboys who may have been three, four years older than us, mm -hmm. and then some seven or 10 years older than us, and they were gangbangers. Yeah. 
So it wasn't really like nobody really getting no money. And the money didn't come until 1983, 84. Mm. And by then, I was the one that was chasing the money. Mm-hmm. So I, I see a lot of people when I see these shows, it wasn't no big dude, no dude on our block pulling up in a Mercedes being yeah. nice cars. That was us. So what was the, like, so. It, so it wasn't an attraction. Gotcha. It was like. It's like you you started the wave. We started the wave. We wow. was in the beginning of the waves. But but what, like, like what uh, affects you as a young kid to be like, you know what, I'm gonna go get the nice car. I'm gonna go do these things. Because like, is it, okay. is it music? It, well, music is very, very much so. Influential. And like I said, I am the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. We not the, cause I'm, I have to go ahead and explain to you like this, like at my age, Tootie Reese was the richest dude, black dude mm-hmm. in LA. That was, we looked up to. Yeah. There was another dude named Suge. Okay. And it was a couple, another couple that was black gamblers mm-hmm. and all that. And it's, but we didn't see them. You just heard of them. We just heard of them. Gotcha. It wasn't until the 80s mm-hmm. that we actually were seeing guys who were rich. Like that was the, 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 um, the, um, Harry O's, Big mm-hmm. Dave, the, um, the Freeway Ricks and all them. Mm-hmm. But they not that much older than me. Gotcha. So and then, it so, seemed like attainable. It was it was very obtainable yeah. to me. And then our way was different. Our way was like we gonna rob and get the money they gonna get. Gotcha. So we was like, no, like we're, we're gonna let them. you do all the we're hard work, them. and we're just gonna rob yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, uh-huh. and, and so, so that was like so because like I think that's a question for a younger era mm-hmm. because my era we were the ones creating those numbers and we were the ones living in those numbers. We lived in that time. Mm-hmm. So I I never really looked up to nobody but game makers. Gotcha. And that was earlier. So the people that are game banging that might not be getting money, they like the attraction I think there is that you get the respect, right? Right. And that's in LA. Was that more about it? Was it was more, more about, in LA it was definitely more. More about respect than Because it was, it was some dudes who wanted to get a bag. Mm-hmm. I just wouldn't ever the bag dude. Mm-hmm. I was more like, nah, man, I need a dickies, five ones, <laughs> woo, uh-huh. a blower, a car. And because mm-hmm. yeah. we was on the bull crap coming gotcha. up. Gotcha. So we weren't really like, like to answer that question, mm-hmm. I, I think I asked as best I can because I didn't look up to like a lot of drug dealers. Gotcha. But I understand mm-hmm. the people who looked up it. So in LA, it became you was a game banger and you had money. Gotcha. So that was a different look mm-hmm. for an LA youngster. Gotcha. And then when we started, when they started going, out of town mm-hmm. to other states and other cities, it really became something bigger. When did you start to transition out of like, you know what, I'm more than this gangbang and stuff and like, I'm gonna be something in the community? Well, my transition was behind two men. One uh, um, named Donald Ray Evans, who's my mother's, uh, he just died. He's my mother's uh, second husband. He's like a and mentor. Second husband, he was a mentor to me. Mm-hmm. He was always, he always pushed the, the um, he always pushed blackness. He always, mm-hmm. you know, from an early age. And then the fact that my uncles were all Muslims coming out of prison, I already had a back, uh, I already had it in me and I already had been taught. Mm-hmm. But then I just strayed like everybody else. And then uh, my uh, my stepfather, Howard, Howard Ford, mm-hmm. um, I have no tattoos. I no tattoos. I don't smoke and I don't drink. And so I had it, the teachings. But is is that because your religion? 
Well, it's because of the people who taught me and what I did get mm-hmm. from them. And I decided to accept some things and I yeah, didn't get tattooed. You'd be like, look, I'm going to accept these things, but, but there's some other things I might not. Um, I might not. And yeah. so I didn't do the thing. So the answer to the question is, I felt like I knew what I was doing, mm-hmm. but I, didn't, I, I knew I wouldn't be stuck in that forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I didn't want to have tattoos on my face, of course. tattoos on my body. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to mark my body with something I knew I would outgrow. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? I felt I would outgrow. So you always knew you would kind of uh, evolve. Yeah, I knew it. Mm-hmm. I, I guess I felt like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, hey, I, I'm doing this, but this is not like. Can you explain like what Muhammad is and like like what, what is it about like the Muslim religion that that you like really like are interested in? The discipline. The discipline. Straight out, the discipline, mm-hmm. the honesty and the truth um, about the teachings and it's the way of life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not opposed to no other systems. But when I, when I, when I, before I feel, I started studying, I, I studied for years. You're a big reader? Yeah, I read, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. And in, in there, that's all you was able to do. Of course. So I read, mm-hmm. I read books on all kinds of stuff. I used mm-hmm. to, we used to get um, stolen credit cards, mm-hmm. and we would order books that cost fifteen hundred, sixteen hundred. Yeah, and we'd have to send like the books. Like what? We uh, um, stolen legacy. We the uh, um, uh-huh. the Dead Sea Scrolls. We get those. Really? We had to pay to get them translated. We what? Had to, yeah, we had to send them. We uh-huh. would get the we would get the stolen credit cards, uh-huh. and we would order the books, and you had to send the books um, to to Europe. Uh-huh. To and I can't remember the place they were translated, and wow. they, they were translated into Latin. What are the Dead back. Sea Scrolls? Those are like uh, supposedly the old books of Bartimaeus, the books of Bartimaeus. Uh-huh. You know, we, we I had every all of those, all the books. Wow. I studied Willis Bugs. I read um <clears throat> I read books from everything. Like mm-hmm. I would go with one book, whoever quote that book. I'm a big Ivan Sotimer, Ivan Sotimer, Ivan Um, Joseph Benzer Conan, um, Nine Magbar. Um, all of those guys are like and I studied at Christy. Mm-hmm. It's I like really theology? Theology, uh, theology, um, history. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I read what are some? Those. What are like some of the most like influential things that you learned from those books? Discipline. Wow. It was a discipline mm-hmm. to, to really become patient. Like, um, what, what, what I think we see in most people, drug addicts, Gangbangers is impatience. Yeah. It's the need to have it now. Mm-hmm. I deserve it. I want it. I got to go get it. There's this guy who I listen to who always says, uh, when's the last time something good happened to you that happened fast? Right. You know, everything good in my life that's ever happened to me always happened real slow over a period right. of time. Exactly. You know, and that's, and that's honestly true. And, and, and um, so it, it, it's just that I used to teach these classes in prison. Right? Mm-hmm. So after I had, after I was in prison for maybe four or five years, I used to debate on religion. I studied everything about religion. Wow. So every other every religion? Every religion. I studied wow. every religion. I didn't study just one. I Are studied you, Christianity, mm-hmm. Islam. You're interested in, in in Buddhism? I studied Buddhism all wow. I studied anything I can get. Mm-hmm. And we used to have these classes where everybody would come to the table mm-hmm. and we had to pick a subject. And uh we would, we would come, me and all the dudes on the yard, mm-hmm. and we had these classes, and we would pick one subject. Mm-hmm. And for a whole month, 
You just we just studied that. that subject. We studied Buddhism. Wow! And everybody would come. Y'all had a book club. We had like a book club, like <laughs> real talk. You want to call it? That. Wow. And it would be uh-huh. we would come in and we would come every part of every religion. We would cross reference uh-huh. where this man come from and what part this came from. Like mm-hmm. we would t- we would take up uh, uh, Ezra's. Like we would have to break down a chapter of Ezra's mm-hmm. and Ezra's. Is the most intriguing chapter of the book because this is the this is the chapter where the the Bible quote unquote was destroyed. So at this point, there's no Bible. Wow. Right. And then so Ezra is supposed to have received the, the teachings of the Bible mm-hmm. from these angels. And I and it's so busy, I've been so far removed from it. Mm-hmm. But he's supposed to got if my mind right for 50, 50 angels. And no, he got the, the revelation from the angel Gabriel. If I'm not mistaken, and he went and got 50 scribes to rewrite it. It's all in the book, wow. of, the book of Ezra. Mm-hmm. So we used to use that to destroy people. Yeah. And then after so long of being that and that mindset, I had to reverse that and and, mm-hmm. and, and get to the state to where I didn't want to take stuff from people mm-hmm. and destroy people's religion or their belief. Of course. And then chain and say, because you can't take something from somebody and not give them nothing back. Mm-hmm. So I had went through, through so many different yeah, stages. Yeah, and it's like, um, you know, to me is like true spirituality is when you see like how your religion complements other religions, not right. contradicts them. You know, right? And then you know, if you if you if you, it's it's, it's such a long story with the way we we receive religion here mm-hmm. in this nation, as to oppose to how. Religion is imparted around the world because the religion, how we get it here, even capitalism, mm-hmm. capitalism is is slave driven. It's made it, it's, it's it's meant to deal with a country that's heavy in slavery. Mm. You know, of course. I mean? and yeah. So it's meant for white people to feel comfortable that mm-hmm. they were they were putting people in slavery, and for the people in slavery to accept that mm-hmm. and. And when you deal with like how it's taught on the West Coast, even in Mexico and in mm-hmm. Latin nations, they don't look at African Americans as human beings. They don't look at that because the religion does not fairly incorporate a people of dark color. Yeah, it's like not and in so there. And so it's not in there. And when it is, it's taught in a way to where we were a load of Subhuman. Subhuman. Yeah. So naturally, that's that mentality is imparted in, their in the way people, in their culture, in the way they deal with mm-hmm. people on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, I studied that, learned that, but it's almost like when people meet me, they mm-hmm. don't know the depth of my knowledge. Of yeah, of way. course. Yeah. They have no clue. Mm-hmm. They only, like you said earlier, you know, he's big, you, he's a, he's a <laughs> robber. He's a, you know, so, yeah, of course. And, and, it's, and, and sometimes I, I, I like it because mm-hmm. I, I you get to surprise people. I get to surprise people. Yeah. Or just like, if you're not gonna take a chance to meet me, yeah, to shake my hand, to give me a chance in life, mm-hmm. or then it wasn't meant to be and you lost out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel the same way. Like sometimes people can see me and they'll make a judgment, or whatever, but like, man, I love to read. Like I've probably read like, you know, 200 books, probably not as many as you, but, mm-hmm. but you know, I've I, I read a lot. Like mm-hmm. I'm into poetry, you know, like I have depth, I'm obsessed with film. Like I love movies. 
I watch a lot of foreign movies, you know. Right, me too. But you watch foreign films? I watch, yeah. I watch like what? Everything. I watch, I just, well, let me say foreign. Let me just go and say, <laughs> I just rewatched uh, uh, Man on Fire, the old original one. It's uh-huh. foreign. It could be okay. the same foreign. Yeah. Yeah, but I watch, I watch a lot of movies, man. I watch, um, well, I watch them now from a different point of view now because uh-huh. I'm a filmmaker now. Yeah, yeah. now you critique them too yeah, much, I, probably. Yeah. You, do you enjoy them less? No, you I enjoy think, them more. I think I enjoy them more, but I could I critique, critique them more. You see now little can, things, right? Yeah, I can see the camera. Uh-huh. I can see if you oh, I can pull. Um, uh-huh. then sometimes I like I can get into yeah. a, a series, mm-hmm. and now I'm watching a series. My favorite movie is a uh, Butch Casting the Sundance Kid. Oh yeah. Yeah. I grew up on that. Anything Robert Redford, I'm a big fan. Yeah, yeah. Or Young Frankenstein. I like like those old movies. Young Frankenstein. Yeah, that's a cold story. It's yeah. a story behind Frankenstein. Let's hear it. It's uh, uh well, the actual story of Frankenstein was actually a story about a slave. Really? Yeah. So it's been told a lot of different ways, uh-huh. but it's the way to create a man. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. It's the way to create a man, and it and it and it really predates the story of Frankenstein, mm-hmm. and it really is in the it really is in the temples. Of, of Egypt, the, the story of Frank, the building. Mm-hmm. It's of Egyptian. Egyptian, well, and then, well, actually, Egyptian is the last is as the last note. Mm-hmm. The actual original temples are in Ethiopia. Gotcha. And so, what people don't know is the 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 materials that built the pyramid are not found in Egypt. Yeah. The materials that built the pyramid is found in Ethiopia, and how they talk about the flood and the flow of the mm-hmm. river of the Nile. It doesn't actually flow down. Yes, yeah, so they don't know how they got it. It flows there, right? up. No, they know how it got there. They just don't want to say uh-huh. how it got there. Slaves? No, not slaves. Well, however they got it, uh-huh. I, I wasn't there. But the the mortar and the, and the mortar and the bricks that built these pyramids mm-hmm. came from Ethiopia. But the the water actually flows upward from Ethiopia mm-hmm. up to Egypt. Gotcha. It doesn't flow down mm-hmm. like people think or they say it. And then in our history books, you'll see that where. We're taught that Africa is this small mm-hmm. to the United States of America, but Africa is actually the biggest continent. Of course, yeah. Well, no, it's not, of course, because a lot of people, a lot don't, of people know don't know that. that yeah. They don't really realize that, mm-hmm. that Africa is the biggest continent on this planet, mm-hmm. and it holds the most people, and it actually holds the most intelligence and that's, resources that's been, right. that's been dominated by greedy people around mm-hmm. the world. So there's a difference between that. Of know? course. So, you know. It's, it's getting the, the, mm-hmm. the information is finally starting to get out, and I think you've been to Africa before. I've never been there. Wow, only in books. Only in books. I want to mm-hmm. go one day. I've never been there either. Man, I want to go too. I want to yeah. go bad. Uh huh. But I mean, I'm we should go. Stuff. We'll do a vlog. Yeah, we need to. <laughs> Let me ask you. So I was told that you're the only person that's given Nipsey Hussle an award while he was still alive. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm the first one to give him his first contract. Wow. I'm the first one to give him some money. Uh-huh. I'm the first one to sign him. I'm the first mm-hmm. one to did all that to him. Yeah. I'm the first one to do all that. If you can explain like what type of person, because I feel like he was a lot like you, is really deep dude. No, he was. He was. Um, Nip was sharp, man. Mm-hmm. He was good looking. He was sharp. He was. Um, um, he was determined. He was dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. Um, he was everything you want your son to grow up and be. Wow. You know what I mean. He went through the struggle. He went through the growth. He did the game banging. He fell off, got back on. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. He would be, and then like I said, he would be everything you want your son to be. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? He he touched every pentium along the way, mm -hmm. and then he was gone, and he left yeah. the legacy. What I was always wondering, like you know, why do you think he chose to have his store in the Slauson when he could have like already been had it in Melrose and all these other places? I can tell you that easily. <laughs> One, it was it was his foundation. Mm -hmm. Um, when he first got the store back. Um, right there on Slauson, they had already been in there. Mm -hmm. And then I got my store and I opened up Development Option in the shopping center. Development it, Option is the nonprofit. Nonprofit, yeah. Okay. We were actually in the shopping center on Slauson. And his brother had went to, it got locked up, mm -hmm. Sam. So he did like man, two years, two and a half years, something like that. Mm -hmm. And so when he came back, um, he got back on his grind, hustling, doing what he was doing. And he asked the owners, can he get back in the store? They didn't want to put him back in the store. So I went to the owners and was like, let him get back in the store. And I, I vouched for him, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And then they, he let him back, get back in the one store down from my development office here. They investing went to the one down from us. Mm -hmm. Then I moved from development office to move on to 40, 30 Crenshaw. Mm -hmm. And I put a studio there, so we got a bigger place. And that's how they ended up getting back in there, gotcha. back into the shopping center. And then... They grinded up to actually buying the shopping center. Oh, they bought it? Mm -hmm. oh, well, yeah, that. yeah, they actually bought it. So that was a, that was a great hustle, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You go from just renting to buying. Being it, yeah. yeah. Let me ask you, um, a lot of people say like, oh, well, look at Nipsey. He did all this for the community and his own community killed him. So how do you feel like people don't want to give to the community or think like it's like a waste or you shouldn't? No, see... I really don't. I really don't buy into that because this community didn't kill him. Mm -hmm. You know, a deranged person killed him. So um, you would have to say that um, mental illness killed him. Sure. Because it can happen to all of us, and we've seen it happen to most mm -hmm. people. We've seen uh, what's the boy from the Beatles get killed by somebody? That was, yeah. That was crazy. Mm -hmm. We see people go postal all the time. For sure. That's why it's called postal. Yeah. You know what I mean? So when when somebody who gets fired from the post office come back and shoot at the post office. Yeah. They don't yeah. forever say, well, postal workers kill uh -huh. postal workers. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. But if you can put a negative a negative connotation on anything, mm -hmm. that's, the, that's what they do. The guy was crazy. He wasn't supposed to be around. Mm -hmm. If he yeah, wasn't he supposed like, to. Just got yeah, corrected. that's like, you, I kicked you out of my house yeah. and you come back to my house. Did that make you a part of me still? Mm -hmm. No, it don't. That meant I didn't want you around. Yeah, It's very clear. You're not supposed to be here. Mm -hmm. So it's not the community because the guy wasn't a part of the community. Gotcha. What um, what do you think it is about like mental illness that's not really talked about like in your guys' community? It's the unknowing, mm -hmm. and it's the the pain of dealing with it. It's um, we haven't found an actual way to actually deal with the brain and mm -hmm. understand how to deal with it. And, and so when you poor, and it's a poor community. We have less resources than anybody else. Yeah. So if it's something you can't do or deal with, you don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about things that you can you can deal, deal with, with mm -hmm. or you have dealt with, and you know how you've been able to move past that. Mm -hmm. But nobody wants to talk about something that they can't really deal with. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you don't. Yeah, know. yeah. It's like like why would I yeah. want to go do something that I know I can't even go do. Or it's, I don't know nobody that's doing it. There's so nobody who's like, successfully dealt yeah, with like it. Like there's nobody in my community that goes to therapy. There's no right. therapy offices. There's right. no one at school, you know, asking me if I need to go to therapy. You know, you gotta understand, man. Um, what people really 
don't give us credit for. And I talk about our community when I say the African American community is the the level of growth we've amassed mm-hmm. in in under a hundred years. Oh, for sure. That's only three generations. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 one generation away from people who just was able to read. Yeah, slavery. Exactly. My mother, my mother was the only one out of thirteen brothers and sisters who went to college. Mm-hmm. And out of the out of the, out of the ones who went to college, only ten of them went past the third grade. So imagine that. Yeah. I'm only one generation from yeah. that. And imagine all these other people that have generations of generations of, of college. Who, exactly. Or, or or wealth or right. something. Yeah. And so now you have a people who are judging us. Mm-hmm. And it's and, and and we we pass over that so so freely to not understand now that we are in competition with with the Hispanics who, who, who come over here freely. Mm-hmm. Um and who were here, and I guess they claim this to be their land. Mm-hmm. And then the Europeans who come over here freely and who took the land and everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we have a mental dogma that's against us because of our race that people mm-hmm. would. You have to understand that everything that we deal with in our life mm-hmm. is in the fact that we're dealing with it from behind the A-bar. Mm-hmm. And you cannot say, you can't just forget about that. Because it goes with what you was talking about, mental health, mm-hmm. education, religion, sex, and all the different things mm-hmm. pile into that, that again, my mother walked miles to go to school, mm-hmm. miles. And then they had to go to segregated schools. Yeah. They were underfunded Yeah, I, mean, I think like in Little Rock, Arkansas, they were still segregated up until like the 90s. And, and, and look, yeah. you know, and we're now asked to compete yeah. on every level. Mm-hmm. So I think, man, to, for us to be where we are, in this society in this day mm-hmm. is great. And then now we see that we are talking about mental health and mental issues mm-hmm. that really outclass us in education mm-hmm. because we haven't had the education to know, yeah, you need to go get some therapy. Mm-hmm. So it's not that we don't want therapy, it's just that we get therapy differently. Been, yeah. Our therapy is mm-hmm. in the barbershop. Yeah. Our therapy is in the hair salon. Mm-hmm. Our therapy is on the phone talking with some people called mm-hmm. gossip. That's really the way we get in therapy mm-hmm. and not realizing that we are actually getting self-therapy mm-hmm. while other people actually go get therapy. Absolutely. Well, like one thing about like the black community is that like you guys also do have so much love. So it's like, mm-hmm. you know, like like I, like I go to a church, right? And like when you go to like a black church, like it's just different. Like it feels different. Like there's just so much energy and people smiling and stuff like that. It's and fun. it's like sometimes like like you know I'm Hispanic, so like we're loud and stuff. But sometimes when you go to a white church, they're like so reserved. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're scared to kind of express themselves. I've and never I, been to a Hispanic church. Oh really? I don't think I have not a church. It's loud. I've been to. Um, they be singing. I've been to um, to Catholic churches. Catholic. Yeah. I've never like been to a Hispanic yeah, church yeah. though. Yeah, because I'm from like South Florida, so we got a lot of Spanish churches out there. But not Catholics, like not Catholics, Christian, Christian, Christian church. Yeah. I've never been to a Catholic, Catholic Christian. I mean, a Hispanic Christian church. Oh, I, you know what? I have, yeah, because it's time. different. I've yeah. been, like I said, I've been to, I've been to, but I've never seen like. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then, like, is it Protestant too? Like, they, yeah, they have it too. Yeah, yeah, all, all different denominations they have Hispanic churches. Yeah, yeah, because I, it's like I never. 
Uh-huh. I never. I would be crazy because I would want to see. What is do like. they do the same thing? Yeah, they like do the, the same thing. The, the praying. Yeah, because like my singing. mom is. My mom's very like. Uh, she was Catholic. Now she's Christian. But my mom's from Mexico, and like, uh, you know, m- like my mom is from Mexico. Her whole family lives in California, but she'll tell you like we didn't cross the border. Like the border crossed us. Like California right. used to be Mexico. Right. So it's like. That's why we live here because it used to be part of Mexico. The U.S. bought it, you know. Or, or hoodwinked it. Yeah, hoodwinked. It. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Because like so, uh, and, and like I said, remember my my religious background mm-hmm. and how I used to just deal with people. Because I used to be, um, I used to always teach. Like one of my subjects was Martin Luther. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Martin Luther? Like Martin Luther King? No. No. Martin Luther. Mm-mm. So. How do we get this? Let's see. You know, uh, um, the Protestant, mm-hmm. the Protestant comes from Martin Luther. The split between from the Catholic Church to creating what we now see as the Christian, the Christian Church, Church comes from Martin come from Luther. Martin Luther. The split in the war between the Catholic Church mm-hmm. and the Christian Church. I thought that was with the Old Testament and the New Testament. No, no, no. That's a whole nother one. That's a whole nother one? That's a whole nother one. Martin Luther. Uh You have to look up who Martin Luther was. Okay. Martin Luther was hunted. Mm -hmm. There were were close to maybe a couple of million people killed Mm -hmm. between that. which eventually created the split between the church Mm -hmm. and the the Catholic church. And we eventually became the Protestants, Mm -hmm. the, the, uh, uh, um, the churches. Yeah, you got to look that up because oh, that goes into America. Uh-huh. Uh, um, it was after the separation of church and state mm-hmm. and it, when it flowed all the way into the United States of America. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther was a cold, cold brother. Yeah. He posed it as some of his, they say, was because they didn't want, he wanted priests to be able to marry, have kids. Like, like my, dad, my dad hated church growing up and he'd always say, how can that man teach me about being married? He ain't married. You come deal with this shit for 20 years. Right. So (laughs) it's like a a lot of times people, you know, act like the priest was was unrelatable or, you know, they like they couldn't really tell you how to really be a man. Well, I'm kind of with I'm kind of the philosophy of your father. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't tell me what I'm dealing with if you ain't never been. Oh, for sure. You never had to deal with it. Yeah. So. Yeah, like if you're married, you shouldn't be getting advice from single people. Exactly. Single people are going to teach you how to be single. Exactly. Married uh-huh. people are going to teach you how to be married. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so tell me about like the nonprofit and like doing, you know, helping all like the kids in, in your community and like why you chose to, to like, because it's not like something you do as like a hobby. It's not something you do on the weekend. Like you dedicated your whole life to right. this. Because I didn't have it. Mm. Like, Easy. It was easy. It was easy fixing me. My first idea to want to do nonprofits when I was incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Um, my homeboys, um, Keita Rock, and a couple of my homeboys had started with Jim Brown. My first educator in this area was my was my stepfather, like I said, Donald mm-hmm. Evans. But then I got with Jim Brown, and Jim was the first one to actually like. We need to do something about the gangs in L.A. Mm. and Jim Brown, I started I started over with American. And uh we wanted to see Jim Brown. We um talked about gang life, trying to change the culture, and I fell in love with it then. 
And so I was gotcha. always a part of America. I was, I was the beginning part of American. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think T. Rogers, uh, Bo, and a couple of them had already came up with the name. Mm-hmm. Uh, they was gonna come up with American, but I was there before we even incorporated it. And we, I was the first of GM soldiers. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I left in 91. And was your job to try to get kids like off the streets or to get kids like- I didn't really like, have a job in American uh-huh. just yet. I was still like- But like, what, what was like your motivation? Like, what was your personal goal with it? When I came home, like I said, my when I first started, that's how I first got into mm-hmm. it. But then I go to jail. Mm-hmm. And so now when I'm coming home, like I said, I started teaching in prison. Mm-hmm. And I started getting all this knowledge in prison. Mm-hmm. So I had changed in prison already. Gotcha. So my my the person I was coming out of prison was mm-hmm. so far from the person that they knew who had left. Yeah. So it was only natural for me to come home mm-hmm. and to want to keep doing what I had been doing in prison. In prison. For the so last, in prison you have already became somebody who was yeah, you know, teaching and stuff. Already like that. teaching. I was already teaching. Wow. So I just came home mm-hmm. and 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 furthered that. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to figure out like I you know, at first you, you try to reach the older kids and you can't get them. So then I'm like, well, let me start and focus on the babies. Yeah. If I focus on the babies It'll take and get them what they want to. And, and what are you teaching the kids? To, to, to be disciplined. And, mm. and, and, and you know what? I, I think my life is a, is a lesson to the kids. Mm. You know, I, I like to say that. Um, and then I want to be that, that, Example to the OGs mm-hmm. of what can be done. Because if you're an OG and you're a big homie, they need to have to look at my life and say, well, big you doing it. Mm-hmm. Big you doing this for this community over here. Mm-hmm. Big you doing this, big you doing that. So it's not just the kids, but it's the OGs, the, the street leaders, the the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the big homies. You know, now you got to compare to what big you is doing positive. Yeah. Like, oh, you the big homie. You the same age as him. Mm-hmm. Why you ain't doing what he doing? So yeah. now you impart. You're kind of like the Eric Thomas of the hood. The who? You know who Eric Thomas is? Uh-uh. E.T., the motivational speaker? No. Nah. You don't listen to Eric Thomas? Mm-mm. Wow. He's a motivational speaker, but. I'm already motivated. <laughs> there you go. But, but hey, there you go. But, he, but, but basically, what I'm saying is like um, a lot of people listen to you because there's something that comes with your credentials that can't be bought. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like. Your life story is already something where people have to listen to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I hate to bring this up, but I saw that uh, Quincy Reese was murdered um, yeah. from from your guy's high school. Um, no, I don't. It wasn't was your high baby. school? I had him since he was five years old. Wow, you know him that long? Yeah. I didn't know you that close to him. He started playing football from us mm-hmm. since he was five. Well, I've known him since he was five. I've known him since he was five years old when he right. came in and started playing football for mm-hmm. I got video on YouTube where he caught his first ever touchdown. Oh, that's crazy. When he, he scored his first ever touchdown, um, he played on my bas- mm-hmm. traveling you basketball team. close to his team. parents, too? Yeah. I, I knew them when they was kids. Wow. I knew his father. When they were kids. When he was Quincy's age. Mm-hmm. When the same age Quincy, when Quincy yeah. died. You know what I mean? Like I know I didn't know his mother is good, and but I knew his father. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I knew his father when his father was in high school. Wow! So it's you know really like family to you. It's like crazy. Then when he, so it's like now, like I do um, intervention, and we just went to Horseman in middle school, 
and uh, we up to talk to the principal about trying to help the school. So we go in, we take a group in there and do this. And we at the school, when I walk in the school, I see some some what I would call my little homegirls, but now they got babies that mm. go to the school and they babies getting in trouble. And they thinking the, the principal's calling us on them, but we don't even mm. know what happened yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? But we know the generations. Like I know not, like we now, I'm at the age where I know the, the mothers, the grandmothers and all that. Mm-hmm. And so we're best suited to help them get to the next level. So when they see us, they look at us like with a great deal of respect. But mm-hmm. with, I knew Quincy, man, like I said, from wow. couldn't tie a shoe. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Him and my daughter are the same age. Oh, they like wow. best friends. Wow. She called Quincy her brother. Oh, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like Quincy was 17, she was 17. Yeah. And they she cheered for Quincy's team. Mm. So when when you start, you start together. Mm-hmm. So it's Quincy, Pop, um, all of them the same age. Milk knew Quincy. Milk just didn't realize he knew Quincy. Wow. Yeah, he was on that pop team. Mm-hmm. And Milk was helping, I think Milk. What bought us jerseys one year? Oh, it's crazy. He bought us helmets. Uh-huh. He bought what well, every year in a row. Milk may have donated over ten thousand dollars a year for about mm-hmm. five, six years till he really got into doing the um, philanthropy with the, um, with the kids. cancer kids. Yeah, but he was already in in that lane, mm-hmm. and he just don't remember Quincy. Mm-hmm. I bet you I can go back and our lead. Show him pictures where he, if he took a group picture, or oh, he'll remember him and Quincy and in, that, in, in that, that picture. picture. Oh, wow, it's crazy. Yeah, he was on the team uh-huh. with Pop, wow. who, who Milks knows really well. What is it like, or what was meeting Milk like in the beginning? What did you think oh. of him in the beginning? What do you think of him like now? I was like, what the hell is this white boy doing? Because <laughs> I already had heard of Milk. Uh huh. Was it um, good things or bad no, things? No, because I. I <laughs> I don't know if Milk was running with my son then when uh-huh. I, before I, when I first heard him. I just heard about this 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 little white boy. He's, he run around here and he's saying, hey, I'm like, man, what is a white boy saying? Mm-hmm. Then I got a call from some dudes from a whole nother set mm-hmm. was talking about he was in the streets, in the club by himself, finna get down with 20 dudes. They was like, man, he down, man. Uh-huh. He all right. Uh-huh. And I was like, for real? And they was like, yeah, man. I don't know if you're a real one, man, but he stayed down. He represented y'all hood, homie. And these were dudes who are would be quote unquote enemies to us. Yeah. And so then I so, so people that are your enemies are like, yo, you got a real soldier you got out a here. Real one. <laughs> oh, wow. And I'm like, uh-huh. for real. So it set my mind. And you probably thought he was six foot five. I, no, I knew he was short because I uh-huh. think I had seen him. Oh really? I, I think I may have seen him before. Uh-huh. And I don't think I never spoke to him because uh-huh. he was white. <laughs> and he was trying to do like, and so I, I, I think, because I think the first time maybe I had seen him, uh-huh. but it wasn't until a whole nother person from another set so called me and told me what he what was going on and what uh-huh. he did and how he had stayed down. That's mm-hmm. the stamp. So when I got that stamp, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, all he's right. cool. He's cool. He's okay right. in my book. Yeah, okay. Well, how did y'all have a friendship? It was after that. Yeah. I think maybe, I think maybe something else had happened. I don't know if he called me or something. Somebody ran into him with uh-huh. my son. But I was already had my mind set how I was going to let uh-huh. this, this relationship develop. 
Did you like mentor him? Yeah. In a lot of ways. That was later though. Gotcha. That was maybe years later. Uh-huh. When um he was he was it was time for him to move on. Yeah. And we was having a conversation. He was in that that way with Aaron, like, uh -huh. I need to do something different. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, you should. Mm -hmm. And to me, he was like my Steve Lobel. Okay. Because I couldn't do stuff in music that Steve could do. Mm -hmm. So when I first had Nipsey, I went to Steve because I needed a Jew, mm -hmm. a white Jew, to help me get into these buildings. Mm -hmm. So when I was talking to Milk, I was like, man, you're going to be able to do stuff that people can't do. Yeah. I can't go meet people like you and other people mm -hmm. because they're gonna already stereotype me. No matter what they're gonna think, Big U's gonna rob me eventually, or Big U's <laughs> gonna bully me. It's like I, I, it's what you said. Do you think you put that in your own head? No. You think it's I real? Think that, I, I mean, I, I feel like. Do you think that that I, there's a part of you that 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 you're still attached to? No, I don't. That perception? I, not at all, because I know me. I know like I can come or go. Yeah. My every single day is I'm with these kids. Yeah, I know. It's almost I, I like see it. a, it's almost like no time that I'm not doing football season. Mm -hmm. Like I'm there. Do like, you feel like it's two totally different lives you live? Because mm -mm. I really don't really swing like that. Yeah, I don't have a swing. I mean, I got to go hustle. I got to go do mm -hmm. certain things. I got to. You, but it's I don't more have like a, a like a, a evolution. I feel like like you know like like um I'm staying true to the to the to. To the table, mm -hmm. and the table I mean is the the guys I left in prison. Of course, and I'm staying true to what we all talked about mm -hmm. and what we planned, and and um I'm that pawn to help us as black people get mm -hmm. better. You know what I mean? And 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 I and I feel like if I was to leave today, that I would have honored my promise. Mm -hmm. You know, I I used to pray all the time, man. If a lot let me get home to get home to, to my son. Man, because my son was the only one. And get, let me get home to get my son to help my mm -hmm. son to change where these the dynamics. I used to always pray for that. You know what I mean? And so I I don't feel like it's me. I feel that there are some people who give this guy a chance. And then there's some people who just like, whoa. Because yeah. it's not that I feel it because I still hear it. Yeah. Like I'll hear one person go, man, he said he can't trust you. Uh -huh. Then I'm like, well, then all right, good. That's good. Yeah. And I keep on doing what I'm doing. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Or, and then you got like, so the internet is so negative. Of course. And, and a lot of those articles are from like 10 years ago. But yeah. it's still not true though. Of course. So it's, yeah. it's like, and, and you don't want to stereotype people either. Mm -hmm. Like the ignorant people listen to the internet, but the smart people go with the, uh, CBS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's said on CBS, they have to authenticate it. Mm -hmm. What's said on the internet, they don't have to say nothing. Yeah. They can just say what they want to, mm -hmm. and it's there. And you ever get uh, parents that are like real scared that you're like all the time, with, and then and then they like come around. No, well, this is what happens to me now. Like when Nipsey died, right? Mm -hmm. When Nipsey got killed, we probably had about three hundred, three hundred seventy-five. 400 kids that mm -hmm. was in our program. And I had the travel basketball team. We had a contract with Adidas that was worth about $3 million that Kanye Whitson gave us. Wow. And then uh, I had like a bunch of other different contracts. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, for our nonprofit. We were really thriving. Then Nipsey gets killed. Mm-hmm. Well, after Nipsey gets killed, then the rumor goes out, Big U has something to do. We lost everything. You lost all those? Everyone, I tell you everything. Wow. Kanye stopped, stopped answering the phone. Adidas stopped answering what? the phone. And I ended up almost going dead broke because we already committed to these teams. Mm-hmm. So, so you just had to start coming out of pocket for this? I had to this? come out of pocket. I had to wow. rob Peter to pay Paul. That's so crazy kids. to me because, like, to me, it's like so obvious that no, bro, that has nothing to do with you guys. It did not, but no, but here goes the thing though: is it was so, it had went so big that people was like, even if I didn't have nothing to do with it, it was so much said on the internet. People was looking like, well, just in case, we got to back up and we got to make sure. So I'm losing, I'm losing everything, bro. I mm-hmm. lost contracts, I lost cars, I lost. You gotta understand, like. To be like a mom and pop and to be on your own and you building all this at one time. Mm-hmm. Man, I had girls like, well, I don't want to be around you. I had dudes like, man, I, my wow. people like me. And, 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 I mean, when I'm talking about, now you go in the store, people you were doing business with, like they don't want to do business with you because they don't know if it's true. So now this is where your past kicks in and mm-hmm. hurts you. Because of your past, mm-hmm. well, he's capable of doing it. Yeah. Or ooh, ooh, you know what I'm saying? So that went on for... All the way up until this guy is found guilty. Mm-hmm. Now everybody's looking like, well, uh-huh. you know, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't talk about the means and the contracts that I had on the table. Uh-huh. TV deals. Wow. I had TV deals. I had movies. I had people that just mm-hmm. like, no, nah, we're going to move away from that. We're we in, we in a different way. It's imagine. If you're on your way up and you're hot mm-hmm. because my documentary deal came before all that. Even before Nipsey died. Mm-hmm. Nipsey, me and Nipsey were talking about doing a documentary. And so when when all this happened, the only deal to stay was the documentary. And that they seen an opportunity to, to build off of that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the to them, the documentary, this is actually more drama, is more right. attention, more eyeballs. Right. right. But everybody else was like. No. I lost a lot. Man, I'm still recovering to this day. Wow. Man, I had to lean on, like, be honest with you, me and Milk would talk. And he'd be like, brother, you got to get ahead of it. You got to do an interview. I'm like, man, I ain't doing an interview. Yeah, you don't want to talk about it. And Milk was like, man, you got to. And we would get that because I think at that time, uh, Milk was really connected to, it was before TMZ became, like, mm-hmm. this humongous TMZ. TV channels, this. It was uh, a couple of people left TMZ, mm-hmm. was creating stuff. So Milk was really heavy, heavy into the um, mm-hmm. the um, media space. And he was trying to help me. He like, man, it's another article. You got to say something. I'm like, man, I ain't saying nothing. I'm t- if they want to yeah. believe I'm an animal, they did something I could never would do uh-huh. or could possibly do. And that, how could they think I did this and I just yeah. gave this man an award? Yeah. Like, you know, where would that come from? Yeah, right. and it's kind of like sometimes it's so outlandish that even to address it makes it even feel like it's even worth and that's, your time. And, and that's where I feel. Yeah. You know, but even in the day, I question it because I'm like, maybe I should have tried to fight it earlier. Yeah. But it, and I feel like there was no way to fight it because people crazy. was just building off of it. Yeah. Um, how, what was it like seeing Milk? Because like a lot of people think, even myself, because like when I first met Milk, you know, he lived in Miami, like he didn't really know a lot of people. And he would like tell me all these stories about like his past life. And like a part of me would be like, 
uh, are, are you like, is this okay? Like, can you go do this? You know what I mean? Like, do your friends not like it? Like, are people proud of you? He was unique, like, man. Yeah. He was unique. Because because it seems so, so crazy, right? Yeah, it is. It's like, it really is crazy. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like, this guy came out of nowhere. Then he flips into a whole nother person. Uh-huh. Like, well, like you said, how could yeah. you do this? And then he had all these damn tattoos on his face and all yeah. that. But I'm thinking, uh -huh. I'd be more scared of him than Big U. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but but nah, man, it's it's um it's it's, it's it, what we do, you 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 you'll fall in love with it. Mm -hmm. Like you was today on that bus today. Yeah. You know, you, you, of course. You, how can yeah. you not? Like yeah. I got a bus full of future mayors, mm -hmm. governors, Jesuses, you know, uh, mm -hmm. uh Obamas. And you have a chance to really, you know, Impact help them mature into that. Yeah, yeah. What people don't realize, they see my son went into college, right? Mm -hmm. But what they missing is I had nine, I had nine, nine black boys mm -hmm. graduate from college. Wow. In three years that was in my program. That was my that son. That went through your that program. With, with my son. That was with my son. Just the ones who were with my son from his team. Just you got had a so you had ten? Nine. Nine, nine all together. So you see how that bus? Because this is crazy. You had nine and kids nine. in your program that made it to the NFL? No, no, they graduated from they college. They graduated from college. They graduated from college. Uh-huh. Like when my son graduated, wow. he was, his they class, all graduated was, together. There was his age was five. Mm -hmm. Then right behind him was four. Wow. They graduated from college. Mm -hmm. That I sent. Yeah, they used You know sent what I mean? Like these are mine. I kept them together. Like mm -hmm. I got all them kids on that bus. I'll have them all the way until they go into high school. Mm -hmm. So they're 10 now. They won't go to high school until they're 14. So they'll be with me for four more years. So mm -hmm. I have four more years to influence them. Wow. And influence them and use the tools that mm -hmm. I know and like and then help them go into a high school mm -hmm. and then help them when it's time to get recruited. And they help them with SATs mm -hmm. and anything they need along the way. When you were in prison, would you think that this was like possible? Were you thinking the whole time in prison, like I'm gonna do this? Or did if someone told you that in prison, you would think it's far-fetched? No, nah, be honest with you, I came home to do it. You were like, I'm doing it. I prayed on, I prayed for it, I prayed uh -huh. on it. Um, I set everything up in my, and then I came on to do this, do mm -hmm. music, do entertainment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And I felt like when you ask me to sleep, I get up in the morning. I get up in the morning. I'm on finishing whatever business I was on. Mm -hmm. So I'm mostly on Zooms. I'm doing the movie stuff. But then it's football. Mm -hmm. Or if it's not football season, we have a track team too. We do, oh, we do track. Uh -huh. So we do track. We do baseball. We do all, all these sports. We keep the kids. And then at night, it's usually music. It's usually music entertainment. Wow. So like I'm here filming. But um, this is like the entertainment be, hour. It's the entertainment. It's the entertainment hour. And when did you get into playing video games? Oh shit! Man. <laughs> I, what, I, your kids got you into it? Nah, I was playing video games before they was born. What? You're, you're just, a gamer? Yeah. Was, big, he's a big gamer. Yeah, man, I, I, I um. You I, play um, video Twitter, games even when you were younger? Yes. Yeah, wow. man, we was the first generation. I'd be on the online, and the kids be like, "You sound old," and I'm like, <laughs> "They talk shit to you." <laughs> what do they say? Yeah, to like, you? you sound old. You sound like an old ass fart. I said, <laughs> I said, "I am old ass fart," and I'm about to fart. <laughs> well, what games do you play? I play, I play Madden, Call of Duty. Uh huh. Um, now all my crew is trying to get on the, um, Jason. Okay. And uh, um. But you know, I play I play all the shooters. 
Uh-huh. You know, first person. All the first person. Yeah, I'm first person. So, we, are you nice? I'm nice. You're nice. In Call of Duty, I'm nice. What's the other game that all the kids play? The shooting, the first person shooting game. Um, oh, Fortnite. Fortnite. I never got into Fortnite, got into because, Fortnite. because it was too much. Because like, it was for the kids. too much for kids. Yeah, and then I'm like, you want to see like a realistic? Yeah. yeah. Once Call of Duty got, once Call of Duty went to where it is now, it was uh-huh. over for me. Because I was a Rainbow Six. Uh-huh. Um, you know, all of them. I, I did all that. Really. I really didn't do too much Grand Theft Auto because I felt that was just too racist. <laughs> so I just didn't feel Grand like, Theft Auto oh man, yeah, that was too much. Uh huh. If Grand Theft Auto did not do more than anything else to fuck the culture up, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't kinda, know what else. It, could it's kind of crazy, like that Grand Theft Auto was like okay to be played by kids. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that. Grand Theft Auto did more damage and does and continue to do. Like, we always talk about rap music, right? Mm-hmm. But if I compare my experience growing up to the experience of these kids today, it's mm-hmm. terrible. Yeah, It's atrocious. Because by the age of five, these mm-hmm. kids would have seen 500 mur- 5 billion murders, mm-hmm. 500 robberies, Unto, un, untold amount of rapes and all the stuff that they see in on video games, video games yeah. that they see on TV, mm-hmm. they see on the news. When I was growing up, and me and you was growing, well, you you were a lot younger. We seen a portion of that in westerns. Yeah, you know what I mean. These kids see triple that amount, and they have to actually do it yeah. to win the game. Yeah, when you give a person a kid when he got a game, when he got to go kill this, kill this, kill that, kill that. What do you condition the mind to do? Yeah. And at killer. least like Call of Duty is like some war thing. You know what I mean? It's not like you're out in the street killing people. But what is what what game did I what game did I quote that I don't really play? Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. Because what are they teaching you to do? Yeah. It's it's really I went on Grand Theft Auto maybe a year and a half, maybe two years and a half, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I'm on there with, with a lot of my little homeboys mm-hmm. is from my neighborhood. They actually have a little place where they tell you to go mm-hmm. in the game and they kick your ass. Like they put you on uh-huh. in the game. <laughs> They're doing a DT That shit was in the fucking game? amazing. Yes, they wow. it was amazing to me. And I'm like, I ain't y'all ain't, but no, nah, I ain't gonna put you on, you know. Yeah, we, you ain't getting yeah, put, you on, ain't on, put me on in the video game. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, uh-huh. but if I was to ever say you need to change one thing, That's one that. video game, yeah. it's Grand Theft Auto. Wow. Like, just think about it. So public statement, big use against Grand Theft Auto for sure. No, I'm not against I am 160% against youth under any, under 14, 15. I'm playing Grand, playing Grand, Grand Theft Auto for sure. I, I would agree. I wouldn't let my kids play it. And the people, kids. a lot of people wouldn't. Not a, a yeah. lot of people who have concern on mm-hmm. what's going into their kids' mind. Let me ask you, uh, before I forget, what was it like seeing um, your son get drafted into the NFL? Wow, let me just say this. Um, being facetious, I expected it. Really? You're like, he's going. Like, yeah. I I, I expected it. Like you never doubted it for a I second. I never doubted it. I've seen 12 kids. I've been a part of wow. 12 kids prior to him going to the league. So, so you know what it takes. I know what it takes. Let me ask you, what's the balance as being a parent to like pushing your kid too hard and pushing him hard enough? I don't enough? know that. I don't know that balance because 
Sometimes I would question myself if I'm pushing too hard and if he don't make it where it all made sense. Yeah. Would I like, I'm not the, I'm definitely not the person to answer that question. <laughs> yeah, because it's like a hard thing because it's like, you know. Because my nephew just moved with me mm-hmm. and I'm actually not doing to him what I did to my son. And I don't feel like he is where he should be. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not waking him up at three o'clock. Because this is the first year. You wake he, up your son at 3 a.m.? What? My son worked out at. I had after hours. Uh huh. I would leave the after hours, five in the morning, mm-hmm. go get him, wake him up. We go do the first workout. Mm-hmm. Do the hills, do the bars. He come home, shower up, mm-hmm. and from there he go to school. Wow. Pick him up from school. If it wasn't football season, and we go work out, do the hills, mm-hmm. up and down the hill. Running, do all the different training, working the fastest muscle. And we continued the morning workout even through football season. Mm-hmm. The only time he didn't do the morning workout was on Fridays because he would have a game. And if you, I have, he had posted one video when he came from college, mm-hmm. we did the workout. We did. So that's the discipline you've been learning all these years that you. And and it separated him from all the other kids. How, how hard was it when there was days when he was like, I don't want to go, I don't want to do this? Oh, here go the problem. I don't think he ever knew the difference. We had been doing it so long. <laughs> that it was just part of his life? part of his life. Wow. And I think his only not one to not Because for me, it's like, you know, like I was so easily influenced as a kid. Like I couldn't, I didn't have the discipline. I also didn't have like a dad that was as disciplined as you, but it's like, I would get pulled away to the parties and stuff like that. Like, how did you battle that? Because his ass knew he had to get up and go work out. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Okay, yeah. you want to go to the party? He's you committed. know you got to get up and go work out. Uh-huh. Wow. Like, we're going to work uh-huh. out. Yeah. So whatever you choose to do in between that time, mm-hmm. you know, and then he had friends. So he went through that. He had to have okay. that. Because he had friends, and, and, and instead of me allowing them to go other places, they came to my house. Mm. So I would have nine kids, five kids in my house every day. Wow. And um, so he, 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 would, he, would, he would have had that question, but I think he, he, he kind of bought into it mm-hmm. because of the problems his older brothers had. You know what I mean? So, so he, he's seen that. He actually had examples of what not to do. Gotcha. You know what I mean? So his, brothers, his brother was, was a superstar. His older mm-hmm. brother was a superstar, a hell of an athlete. The same way they looked the same, everything. One is just shorter. My, my mm-hmm. younger son is taller. But they look the same. 5% body mm-hmm. fat, 220, 230, all muscle, mm-hmm. um, and a hell of an athlete. But the decisions was the his decision process, the Pentium swung differently. Mm-hmm. And one gave one gave a chance, the other one didn't. And the difference in that it goes to the absence of the father, absence of a father, because mm. I was gone for 13 years. So he didn't have that he core have discipline. My, he didn't have that. So when I come home, now my youngest two have a father. Mm. And now they raised, they're able to raise, be raised in a household with a father in it. And that goes to talking about incarceration and mm-hmm. too much incarceration and separating the, the, uh, um, mm-hmm. the father from the house. That goes into um, uh, welfare and mm-hmm. moving the man out the house and all that stuff. So. Oh, that's a big so when we were on the bus, you said that you guys are going to Vegas. Yeah, we're going to Vegas. You said you get me, you get me backstage for the Drake concert. Yeah, you're cool with Drake. 
Yeah, that's my guy. That's your friend? Your friend's a Drake? Yeah. Is, what's he like? Is he cool? He, he real cool. <laughs> Drake is down to earth. <laughs> really? Yeah, Drake is down to earth, man. Mm-hmm. He, he, um, he, not, he not a weirdo. He's not a weirdo? He don't no. think he's like better than at all? He's down to earth? Mm, nope. He down to earth. He really, I mean, then again, it's kind of hard with me. Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, I'm on. Yeah. I don't ask him for nothing. Yeah. Um, I don't pressure him for nothing. I don't, mm-hmm. I've never asked him, you know, do nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't never do that. Yeah. I don't go ask no celebrity for nothing. Mm-hmm. If they choose to do something, they want to do something, they do it. Mm-hmm. I don't ask nobody for sh- nothing. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to have nobody thinking, I'm that, calling you because I need something. And I, yeah, and I don't want to be like pressuring nobody. Mm-hmm. I'll try to find a way to work with people. Like, where we could collab and do something and like beneficial do something. for both of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but I don't go, I don't ask them because then, you know, you, you don't want to have someone like, I don't want to fit the stereotype when most people say, mm-hmm. Big, you press your artists when they land in LA. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't do that. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't, you know what I'm saying? No, nah, I'm just a Drake fan, so I was just wondering. I got you. Hey, thank you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> you say you're not going. I'm going to the one in Miami, but I might go to Vegas if Milk yeah. lets me. Yeah, you go to Vegas. If, if Milk it. says we go to Vegas, I'll be out there. Yeah, we're going. cool. But you know, Milk. Milk what? A lot of people, you know, he's worse than us. He's worse. Yeah, yeah who he knows? Really yeah, he's really, <laughs> yeah, Milk's the real big you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there'll be a TMZ article tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Um... <laughs> Let me see what else we can cover. Um, you got any like you got any hobbies that people don't know about? Like you do something that no video games. Video games, you're just a gamer, huh? Um, I, and I'm not I'm not really a I can't say I'm a gamer because I'm not good, good. Okay. It's a lot of people that's better than me. But like, you, you, you play three times a week? No, I play every day. Every day? day? Yeah. Damn. You gotta be good. You're really no, good. No, I'm not good. I'm, uh-huh. I'm old man good. You know any celebrities that are like really good that you played with? Chris Brown. Chris Brown's good? He hella good. Wow. Game is hella good at Game 2K. Good too. Chris Brown's hella, hella good at Call of Duty. Uh-huh. Who's the go? I don't know if he's game. Game? Wow. It is hard. It's kind of hard to say because <laughs> game only play with us. He don't even play with me. He'll come on and hunt. I'm gone. Uh-huh. He won't even play with me because I'm not that good. I'm not, not I'm good. not good like that. You're not good enough. I'm to not play good like that at 2K. But uh, I'm good enough to play with anybody yeah. in Call of Duty, though. Okay. I can hold my own. I can get my seven eight kills. What's your favorite gun in there? They change so much. Yeah. Um, I'm using that um the, oh, fucking dumb. the honey badger? No, I ain't using the honey badger. The MP5? Yeah, well, I use the I'm using the MP4 to um, MP4, the old one. From, the old one. I'm, I'm I went right back from to Die Hard. Chain, Unchained Fury. I, okay, yeah. I use the Unchained Fury, and then I'm using the uh, water gun. Uh huh. So I use the water gun. That's one of my classes. Uh-huh. I got like I got like I got all the classes filled okay. up. Okay, all right. I got all, I'm classed up. I see that. I get out of Call of Duty. Okay, you know what I <laughs> mean. But I don't use. I'm 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 true to it. I don't use no female skins. Uh-huh. I don't use one of these faster in this number. Go ahead, that's just too weird. This skin, this voice coming out the skin. I'm, I'm like, I'm gonna shoot you if I could, but hey, <laughs> voice is coming out the skin. I, I don't do it. Mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm solid. 
Hey, well, I want to appreciate you for coming out the show. It's been fun. Yes, sir. Kyle has an exit. So I appreciate that uh, you can tell your story and people can get to see like the other side of Big U. There's only one. No. One side. No, <laughs> I think there's one side that 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 like the the media sees. You know. What side is that? That's the good side. That's right? the good side, I guess. Because the yeah. media only represents me good. Yeah. It's the internet. internet, internet. It's the I mean, shit internet. internet. The shit internet. It's the shit internet yeah. that says all the bullshit. That's true. That's not true. Of course. They're going to cut this interview up, right? Yeah. And they're going to say, I said a whole lot they're of shit. They're going to say something like, yeah. Oh, he meant this. Uh-huh. And then, you know what I'm saying? That's why I stopped doing interviews. Yeah, because they make it look bad no yeah. matter what. I stopped doing interviews. I stopped doing my show. This is the. First interview I've done. I appreciate you. And Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, harassed me. I know. But I'm glad, though, because yeah, you're the I first one Thank you. Thank to you. actually come see my kids. Hey, That's a difference. For sure. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I can't play football, so I was, like, just out of my element there. What did you play? Nothing, man. I did drugs. I never played no sports. That's crazy. Drug or sports? I struck out in T-ball, and my dad made fun of me, and I never played sports again. Wow. I struck out in T-ball, and on the way home, I was in the back. All my friends were in the Suburban. I was in the back, and my dad was like, um, wow, I cannot believe that. We must, I wish we would have filmed it. We could have sent this to the Guinness Book of World Records. There's no way Brian struck out in T-ball. The ball is on a tee. <laughs> and, and, I, and, I, I, and I cried. And uh, like a week later, I was doing drugs. Oh my but God, I gotta I, change my philosophy. I gotta stop hollering at these kids there you go. when they drop balls and do it. Yeah. Like, I gotta stop. You know what? I'm like, I'm really, I was really sensitive growing up. And uh, I always played with, so I read a book called Blink. And uh, in Blink, they talk about how the one metric in athletes that they have is that most athletes that make it to like the NFL or like the league are born at the top of their year, at the top of their age group. So they're uh, almost a year older than almost all the other kids. Not my son. Well, he's a rarity. Yeah, he's the youngest. He's the youngest? He's always been the youngest. A lot of kids are born in the top of their year, and they're, you know, a year as a kid is a big difference in size and, and skill yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So as a young age, they're told that they're good, and they're told that they're talented. So it kind of gets into their psyche. And then they start getting the special attention from the coaches and stuff like that. And then someone like me, who's born at the end of the year. No, what year were you born? November? November. Born November what? Ninth. I'm November 29th. You're a Scorpio? I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius? My son is a Scorpio. He's November 18th. Oh, he must be cold. Yeah, the one the one the one that you went to the mm-hmm. one to leave. He's November wow. 18th. Wow. He's November My 18th. dad's November 8th. Yeah, I'm November. That's crazy. My mother's November 15th. My mm-hmm. sister's 17th. And it's we are all like right there. Yeah, wow, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, and then I'm I'm November 29th. But for me, I was always the smallest and the youngest out of all my, all my every sport I ever played. So I was always like I I was always told like I suck, I'm not good. The other mm. kids are better than me. No, you were just not good. I don't <laughs> think it was not. <laughs> that's probably true. That's probably true. <laughs> no, because I mean you like, sound oh. like my dad. <laughs> My dad's like, nah, fuck all that. You just suck at, at baseball. <laughs> oh, man. No, baseball, I grew up, like I said. Yeah, I you said baseball is your first life. Baseball was my only sport. Because mm-hmm. I, karate, I had to go. Okay. 
after I got to a certain age, because that was when my mother, mm-hmm. I had to catch the bus with my sister and them, and mm-hmm. they was doing karate until my mother didn't let them do a cheer. So they did karate. But my mother like, you get to play one sport. Mm-hmm. And that was baseball. So you play baseball. So I, baseball, then they put the tennis court at Horace, I mean, at Venice Park, mm-hmm. and then we played tennis. So I knew how to play tennis. And swimming just came like I was just. You swam too? Yeah. You wore the little speedos? No, I wouldn't wear those. <laughs> was not, was I was like, like, I didn't have a good print. <laughs> like I, didn't, you know what I'm saying? I was like, damn, my print ain't right, man. You can't like, wear print ain't right. The print ain't right, man. You ain't got a print, you can't. Yeah. Like no, I didn't wear those. Yeah. All right. Cool. You know what I'm saying? But you, but you can swim. Well, yeah, I can swim like a motherfucker. Wow. Well, I don't know if I got the wind to swim now, but mm-hmm. yeah, I just swim. Yeah, nah, for me it was straight drugs. I just. That's got crazy. High. All over T ball. Mm-hmm. All over T ball. T ball. Your T-ball. father still living? Yeah. It he'll bring T-ball. it up today all the time. It was T ball. If you come on my house to eat, he'll be like, hey, let me tell you about the time Brian struck out in T ball. <laughs> he still brings it up. How tall are you? Like 5'11. Man, he would have been a good athlete too. I do jujitsu. I could run. I, I I run. I do. I like. Okay, so I don't like. Age? You know what? I don't like team sports. When I do team sports, like if you if you allow me to 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 have too much downtime, I get in trouble. So in a team sport, when they're talking, there's a group of kids, and I know that I don't have to pay attention the whole time. I'll like start thinking about other things. Then your problem wasn't the fact that you weren't good. Your problem was the fact you just didn't run into the right coach. Probably because coaches bring stuff out of people. Mm-hmm. Like I was, like I said, I wasn't good. At, I wasn't a good football player until you had a good coach. I had a coach named Womack. He mm-hmm. rests in peace now. Who actually taught me how to play the game, taught me how mm-hmm. to what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And he like you big, and he showed me how to play the game. So now went from not starting mm-hmm. to actually moving up. So it was just yeah, I don't think coach. I gave myself enough of a chance. And then as soon yeah. as I did drugs, it was just. Because it's always going to be somebody better than you. Because mm-hmm. coming up, I wasn't the best. I wasn't the best in our family at karate. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then in the streets, mm-hmm. I was immaculate. Yeah. It was like I, I wasn't the best always in point fighting. Mm-hmm. Because it was you couldn't hit so hard. But when it was in the streets. Yeah, you could do whatever you want. It was like, well, I'm the. I, no, mm-hmm. I'm I'm the one. You you saw the streets like a sport. Yeah, I yeah. still see it as a sport. Still see it as a sport. Yeah. You know, my haters, I look at them like, mm-hmm. ah, we. And then I. You know, <laughs> but I always say this. I like to say this, and I'm gonna part this. I'm gonna look at the camera and say this. My haters, they wish for my downfall. But if I was to take a downfall, mm-hmm. what kind of person would I then become? Mm. You know what I mean? I feel you. Because if I was broke and I was down and out, mm-hmm. I would think down and out. And I would think broke. Mm-hmm. I would then be mad at all the people who wish for my downfall. Of course. Then I would be what you wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you wanted me. So keep praying for me to be successful. And I think like a lot of people who hate on the internet, they're just trying to get a reaction half the time. It's yeah, like, you know. No, we're going to pray for him. For sure. But you have an assignment. Yes, sir. You need to go look up Martin DeLuther. Martin DeLuther. I'll check and it see out. what happened. Because uh-huh. that's a really interesting story mm-hmm. on how we got to this country. Mm-hmm. And it plays a lot in the education or the miseducation of 
the teachings of the books mm -hmm. that's in this country. For sure. I'll check yeah, it out. It's really, really, it's really yeah, interesting. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we go on to Vegas. We've already been in Vegas, but I'm mm -hmm. see this. For sure. You know, we'll do a pickup probably live on Instagram mm -hmm. and we'll talk about what happened in Vegas. All right, cool. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you, man. This show is not affiliated with any specific 12-step program. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, please find a 12-step meeting. If you're struggling with addiction, depression, anxiety, or your mental health, please call 833-999-1877 to speak to a specialist. Again, the number you can call for help is 833-999-1877 to speak to a specialist.